What is a normal person like you or me supposed to do in a crazy world like this? Can we change the world? Can we influence the world? Can we do anything about it? Where do we start? Is there any hope left? These are the kinds of things I want to talk about today. So get ready and let's get started. All right, welcome back to Church Public. I am so glad that you joined us. If you haven't already, subscribe at iTunes or Spotify. You can check us out at churchpublic.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Church Public. And uh, give us a like, give us a follow, send me a message. I would love any question that you have. I will try to answer it to the best of my ability and would love the interaction. I am always endeavoring to make life better, try to figure things out, try to make sense of this craziness, especially this year that we are all living in and trying to figure out what to do with that. Like I said at the beginning, how do we live in this world? What are we supposed to do? That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I've been writing about lately and, and trying to figure out what, what does that mean? Like, And I came to this question basically of how do we change the world? How do you change the world? Is it even possible? And if it is, how do you change the world? And what do we do? How do, how do we make the world a better place? And I've come down to, to this realization, at least at this point in my, in my processing. And you can agree or disagree or, or let me know one way or another. I think there's two ways. I think there's two ways to look at the world. Before we decide if we how we're going to change the world, I think there's two ways to go about it. And and I really do see these two sides polarizing and emerging and, and becoming more and more opposites. The first way would be to make the world better. And this is what you hear a lot right now. To make the world better, you have to join a cause. You have to change the world. You need to want to change the world, first of all. And you have to join a cause, um, whether that's Whatever, climate change, whether it's um, justice, whether it's whatever, like there, there's so many causes, literally innumerable causes that, that you could join and, and be a part of. And so you make the world better by joining this cause and pouring your energy into this cause. The second way, while it sounds similar, is actually the opposite of the first one. And I'll, I'll explain more in a second. But the second way would be to make the world better. You actually start with yourself. You start by making yourself better. And I'm going to argue, I'll just be straight out. I'm going to argue that making yourself better is really the first thing. Like you really have to make yourself better before you join a cause, before you try to figure things out in the world and and pour all of your attention into that. Now, we're never going to be all the way better. and, and, And we'll get to that in a second. But but I'll explain the bottom line of why I think it's more important to start with yourself and to take on some characteristics yourself and work on, in fact, your own character than it is to dive straight into how do you join a cause and pour all of your energy into that cause. And I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. But I want to give this caveat that if you live in, for instance, you, you know, a communist or a fascist, you know, Nazi Germany, communist Russia, um, or, or a tyranny of any kind, obviously that changes the dynamic. You have to be focused on changing the world around you because there is a actual great evil that must be challenged and thwarted at any uh, at any place. But if you live in a moderately free society like the European West, like America, there there is not actual communism. There's not fascism. Actually, there's there's not tyranny. Actually, 
And and the reason you know, just as a, as a side note, the reason you know there's not actually tyranny, because if you said, for instance, bad things about the president or the czar or whatever, if you existed in an actual tyranny, you wouldn't exist anymore. That's how tyranny goes. You disappear. Like, go to North Korea and say bad things about the uh, the, the North Korean ruler and you will not be there anymore. That's just how it works in those types of environments, right? So if you're in a moderately free society, you should, I believe, first be focused on changing yourself and then, by extension, changing the world because I believe when you change yourself, the world around you also changes and you begin to see the world in different ways. Because think about this. What what do you think? Here's a, Here's a good gauge for you. What do you think is the biggest problem? Is it the world around you or the world within you? The world around you is immoral. It may look evil. It is very broken and you see this and you see evidence of this. But what does the world within you look like? That's my question for you today. Is your internal world moral? Is your internal world, does it look more evil? Is your internal world broken? Here's a quick check. Do you ever make mistakes? Do you ever hurt somebody around you? Do you ever have regret regrets? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then the world within you definitely needs some work. This is a growing portion of society uh, that believes you make yourself better by changing the world around you. In other words, you grow into a better human if the world around you is fixed. Like, for example, if you see the sexism, racism, intolerance, bigotry, etc., around you and all of your energy is spent fighting those things in the world and none of your energy is spent fighting fixing the sexism racism intolerance bigotry etc inside you you're missing part of the point this is why you see politics being elevated to such a high level in the news the academia hollywood there have been so many terrible by the way movies made this year about scandals in and around the white house why because politics when used in this way is the vehicle that pushes morality back on the society and we've talked about this before if you have this strong internal morality founded on biblical principles you don't need experts or politicians telling you what is right and wrong did you hear that so if you have this biblical morality if you know what is right and wrong you know what the truth is you you don't need politicians you don't need experts you, you don't need hollywood telling you what's right and wrong and what you should and should not do you already know what is right and wrong however if you have no morality if you believe that you live your own truth if you believe that your actions are fine and they don't impact any other people um then you don't know what is right and wrong? Really, you, you don't. You don't know what is right and wrong. And so someone has to tell you. And especially then if you were raised outside of the church, if you were raised without the Bible, if you were raised without two parents, especially if you were raised without a father, you are exponentially more likely to have a low sense of personal responsibility and a low sense of personal morality. You then look to the outside world to these things. You look to the outside world to tell you, well, what is right and wrong? What am I supposed to do? And to be honest, politicians, some with malintent, some some who want to take advantage of you, will then lean in and say, well, this is what you should be doing. And you've seen this all this year. And, and real, in reality, you've seen it a lot longer. And you have teachers and professors who are teaching things that are just flat out not true, but pushing you towards their own sense of morality and filling in that place that 
your real morality should have come from, the real truth should have come from. And politicians and uh, academics and celebrities and scientists and, and experts are all, all trying to do this, especially this year, because this crash of cultural morality is just hitting. And I see it inside the church. I see it outside of the church. I see it on people who used to think they were inside of the church. And the church across America, and in fact across the world, but especially across America, is down a huge percentage of people. And I think one of the biggest reasons is they really didn't have a developed sense of morality. And once the culture came in and said, no, no, this is supposed to be your morality. You're supposed to fight for these social justice issues. You're supposed to fight for these other issues. And when some of those things conflicted and all of a sudden you're seeing these social justice issues or activists burning things down or destroying uh, homes and businesses and cities, then you, you don't know where to put that in your personal morality because it's not developed enough to figure out like, well, what is really right and wrong? And what am I really supposed to do about this? And how am I really supposed to love my neighbor? And the politicians and the experts and the celebrities are telling you, no, no, this is how you should love your neighbor instead of going to the source of love, God, to say, well, God, you literally are love. The Bible says God is love. Then Maybe you have something to say about how I am supposed to love my neighbor. And so we tend, we, we have been for a few generations now, educating generation after generation after generation without any knowledge of the Bible. The Bible is basically illegal in schools. You can't read it as part of any curriculum, which is on, on another side note, a terrible disservice just in terms, even if you don't believe anything spiritually about the Bible, in terms of the historicity, in terms of the foundation of Western society, all of Western society without the Bible, it literally doesn't make any sense. Now, I happen to believe there is a spiritual component of the Bible, and it is actual truth, not just for my mind, but for my soul. So when you raise these generations without knowledge of the Bible, without knowledge of absolute truth, and actually you point them towards this idea of find your own truth, live your own truth. So there's less and less internal knowledge of morality because truth and morality are two sides of the same coin. If you know what's true, you inherently know what is not true. And if you know what is true, you know what you should do. You know what's right. If you have no concept of truth, if you believe there is no concept of truth, and you've been educated to find your own truth, you have no internal sense of right and wrong. And right and wrong will become whatever either you feel is right or whoever tells you the loudest what is right and wrong. And you see that over and over again. I remember an episode or a couple of months ago of a lady who was not a conservative sitting in a restaurant before they were all shut down. And, and there was a, basically a mob around her raising their fists and saying, if you don't raise your fist and chant with us, you are against us and we are going to hurt you basically is, is how that, how that went. And, and just in principle, she's like, you can't tell me what to do. In essence, what we're talking about, you can't tell me my morality. It doesn't come from you. She was right to push back and say, my morality doesn't come from you. My morality comes from inside. My morality comes from my beliefs. Um, now, uh, again, we're, we're talking about where do those beliefs come from. Um, and so morality should be defined not by some external code that you line up with 
from a politician or expert or whatever. Instead, it should be fine, defined by what is actually true, um, where that truth actually comes from. And that's, that's what's really important. But this is where politics comes in and the media and Hollywood and secondary education and now primary education. I just read um, in San Diego County that the school system is getting rid of grades because the students were failing. Some races were failing more than other races. And of course, that shows apparently that grades themselves are racist. So grades are now canceled in the San Diego County school system. And and a big part of this, as as was written, is that classroom behavior and things like being on time are now no longer part of any grading scale you can't you can't say hey you didn't show up for class you were late to class you were acting terribly in class that's not reflective of anything anymore and again it's this idea of personal responsibility like are you responsible for yourself or is someone else responsible for you or are you so hurt by your circumstances that it doesn't matter how you act and you can act out in any way that you want and there is no responsibility, there is no repercussion or consequence for that? For years and years and years, um, basically, if you look at, at America as a country, for example, from the founding of America until about the 1960s, the whole goal was to grow the character of the individual so that they could live up to um, who they were made to be. And that was largely in part on the the internal character based on biblical values. And, and that has been really important and that has really been lost over the past few decades. And instead of working on internal character, school system and and other sources have decided to push this external this external push of uh, you know it, it's not your fault you know there is no responsibility for you so you can act however you want but this is this is not good for the individual we know we know if you just look at psychology like it's not good for the individual those individuals that are more challenged tend to rise to the challenge more um and, and, and just in terms of practical application, right? Like you all know this life is not easy and it doesn't tend to get any easier. We, we have to figure out how to live this life. So if you shield a student, a child for their whole upbringing, and then all of a sudden they're in the real world out of the school system and real life hits them, how are they going to respond? It's, it's this idea of risk and reward in certain situations. As, as a parent, one of the things that I've tried to do is give my children risk with low, um, with low consequences, right? Where they can make choices that are, that are hard choices, um, and if they fail, the consequence is low. And that's what we want to do with kids. That's actually the right way to look at kids because then they can learn how to deal with small failures, then when they get in the situation where the consequences are really hard and the risks are really severe, they can navigate good choices and they can, and they can make good choices and, and really hopefully, you know, be fruitful in their lives. I mean, that's ultimately the goal, right? As, as we raise our children up, we want them to become adults and then we want them to become, hopefully we want them to become leaders in the society so that they can, lead to the next generation because 
these generations keep coming and it's not going to stop with us. And, and, and these students are the new generation and we have to pour into them and we have to pour good into them. My fear is that instead of personal responsibility and character building, we're pouring this fear. I mean, so much fear this year, right? And, and this uh, sense of entitlement and this sense of, of victimhood. And, and that's, that's societally and individually, that's not a good place to live. Talk to any psychologist. They will tell you living in victimhood, living in fear, living in entitlement, none of those things are good for an individual to have. Um, and again, that comes back to morality, like what, what is a better moral place? So the initial question I asked is, you know, like, how do you change the world? How do you make this world better? Is it by removing all of your obstacles, pouring all your energy into a cause? Or is it by improving your internal character to a point that you take personal responsibility for your own actions? And then, because now you're prepared to take on the world, you can speak into the immoralities, the injustice in the world. The world is broken. And I believe we, the people, can make a difference. But if we don't know who we are, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you are, what you stand for, how can you make the right difference? Um, there was a great book, I believe it was Jim Collins, called Good to Great. And uh, summing it up in one sentence, I mean, there are a lot of choices that are good choices, but there are very few choices that are great choices. And this world is full of unlimited possibilities and unlimited causes. But the good possibilities, you know, may be abundant. There may be a lot of good things, in fact. But how many great ones are there? How many things should you really do and should you really get involved with? And if you don't have a moral compass, if you don't have a character, if you don't have personal responsibility, how are you going to choose what those best things are? Are you going to choose based on what the news tells you? Are you going to choose based on what a politician tells you? Are you going to choose based on a celebrity telling you? Are you going to choose based on what your history professor tells you or philosophy professor or biology professor tells you? I mean, yeah, maybe these people have good opinions. Maybe. But what does God's word tell you? And what does the time-tested traditions of philosophy and morality like what do those things tell you is it different is it the same maybe but those are things you have to evaluate and if you are only and constantly looking outside of yourself and listening to these voices whichever is the louder um, my sense is you're not going to make the best choices and you're going to be swayed by the wind part of the big problem that we have in america right now and in fact in the world is these conflicting experts. You have one expert saying one thing, you have another expert saying another thing. And it used to be the case where you could evaluate those statements. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to use wisdom and common knowledge. And you used to be able to do that and everyone accepted, yeah, that's that's all you can do. But now, if one expert says something and it's the expert that has the most uh, media behind them or the or the most amount of people behind them all of a sudden if you disagree with that you're an evil person actually i mean i i've had people tell me and and my family they hope we die because we made different choices than they did that's a really bad place to be as a society if you if you make a choice where people are wishing you death because you didn't agree with their choices that's really bad um 
Instead, again, we should be using common sense. We should be using reason. We should take all of the evidence that we can get our hands on and evaluate it and and max that into our personal character and use our wisdom and use our knowledge and, and hopefully level-headedness, not rage or fear or whatever is coming out uh, of this society as I see over and over and over again. And the level of anger, the level of hurt, the level of fear is so high. It's higher than I have ever experienced in my life. I can say that. Um, and people are reacting to that. And, and again, any psychologist will tell you, People under stress act not normally. In a normal and healthy environment, you're calm, you're cool uh, and collected, and, and you can act in the way that you have built up habits and, and mechanisms to act. But in a stressed situation, uh, just like if you've had an animal that's in a stressed situation, they act differently and usually not in a great way. A lot of us are acting that way. Don't hear me wrong. I'm not calling us animals. I'm just saying like we have these things that bubble up when we're in heightened fear and anger and frustration and, and all of these emotions. And then we act more emotionally than with wisdom. And we have to get back to this place where we don't live in fear. We live in the knowledge that God is good and God provides and God will give you everything that you need that none of this as crazy as this year has been, none of it has surprised God. He is not surprised. He is not sleeping. He is not taking a break. He hasn't just like gone on vacation and the world went out of control. None of these things have happened. This is not how God is. God is still in control and he knows what's happening and he's waiting for you to step into this place that he's created for you, this place of moral character, of boldness in who God is in his beliefs, in, in this reality of the truth that is Jesus Christ. We don't have to live in fear. We don't li- have to live in frustration. We should not be living in anger, and we have to get to this place. Um, just as a couple of last points, as I mentioned, this society really, really um, is built on this place of self-governance, and it's built on this place of of personal character and conviction. That's why I mentioned earlier that, you know, for almost 200 years, we lived that way as a country. We lived that way, building into character, building into what is best for one another. And the founding fathers knew this, and they knew that we needed morality, and we knew that we needed biblical morality. John Adams, the second president, said, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And even Benjamin Franklin, who was uh, somewhat religious, said, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Because freedom requires self-control. Freedom requires character and morality. This government, if we don't control ourselves, this government will control us. That's how life works. Look at history over and over and over again. In fact, America is the biggest and longest um, experiment, if you want to call it that, in self-governance. And the only reason it has worked for 200 years is because of self-control. It is because of personal character and it's because of really biblical values and foundations. We are getting away from that. And what you are seeing this year more than any other in American history is the government is stepping in to control your personal freedoms because 
That's the only way this works. Either we are left to our own devices and we make good choices because we have a rooting in character and morality, or the government who sees things spinning out of control and think they're better than us, they will step in and they will control you more and more. It will not become less. Freedom is hard earned and it is hard to get to and it is harder still to keep. So this is the bottom line. I hope and pray for freedom. I hope and pray that you and your family and your friends, as we talk about these things, as we lean into these things, can first go to God and figure out your morality based on God, based on Jesus, who is in fact truth. There is no truth beyond God. These ideas of live your own truth, that you can make up your own truth, that the loudest voice is the truth, those are false. They are lies. They are not real. And the sooner we, the followers of Jesus, wake up to that and really start living out and preaching the truth, the actual truth, the sooner we can move into a situation where we actually understand our freedoms and alleviate our fears because we know that Regardless of this world spinning out of control, God is still in control, and this world is not the end for us. This is only the beginning, as we have eternity to spend with God when we follow Jesus. But for now, our job on this earth is to be the salt and light, to share the truth with those that are, frankly, living in darkness. I hope the best for you. I hope as we continue to enter into this Christmas season, you spend a lot of good time both seeking after God yourself personally and leading your families into this place where they understand who God is, how they're supposed to live, and how they can even live better in this world right now. I hope you thrive through this situation. And as always, I hope that you keep the faith. God bless. Thanks again for joining us at Church Public. Check us out at churchpublic.com.